Hello and welcome to Let the Growth Flow, a spiritual place to heal mind, body, and soul. My name is Alexis and I'll be your host. My hope for this podcast is to help people learn about all things spiritual at the same time allowing themselves to heal in any way that they need to. I plan to do that by sharing my own spiritual experiences as well as bringing other spiritual mentors onto the show. another episode of let the growth flow i am honored to announce today's guest she is an intuitive reiki master teacher and spiritual mentor Lindsay may welcome thank you it's so exciting to be here i'm glad that we're finally doing this <laughs> yes me too so Lindsay and i kind of met through instagram and we've been bouncing ideas back and forth with one another and i was super intrigued to have Lindsay on to talk about your ego. So Lindsay, Mm -hmm. before we kind of jump into all of that, I love to start with your why, like what brought you to Ricky and teaching Ricky and all the other things you do? I love that question. It's so funny in all of my mentorship programs, that's the first thing, right? Let's start to understand our whys because we'll never really dig in. We'll never make changes. We'll never actually pursue anything if we don't understand that like root root why so I love it um for me if I go back a couple of years I burnt out really terribly I was a social worker for quite a few years out of university and um, although I loved the job and I was really good at it I didn't understand how my intuitive and empathic qualities were actually acting as kind of a detriment there for me so as much as you know, I wanted to save everybody and I wanted to just kind of bring everybody home with me because I actually worked with the homeless community. So I really wanted to bring everyone home with me and I burnt out really terribly. At the same time, um, I lost my relationship. I lost the house that I was living in. I think it was honestly just this massive awakening and the universe was saying, okay, we're, we're about to crumble. <laughs> we're about to crumble everything for you. Like an eclipse, we're going to shake everything up and then we're just going to let you land where you need to. So um, honestly, the, the biggest why for me today is that I show up in my authentic space, that I am able to show up and be of service in the way that feels the best for me and, 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 and show up in the best way that I possibly can, because I don't think that I was ever showing up in that way before I was always very moldable and people pleasing and really just trying to reach that status quo, right? Like this white picket fence and everything needs to be perfect. I'm going to live inside this box. So for me, my major why and every single day is asking myself, like, how am I choosing to show up to the world today? Am I showing up authentically? Am I showing up vulnerably? Am I showing up in my absolute best self that I can today? So that's been, that's been a major, major kind of turning point for me. Yeah. And you know, I, I love asking this question of all my guests because it almost amazes me how similar the story, these stories right. are, but also completely different in their own way. But it's comes down to these empathetic, caring human beings that are in a field wanting to help people. And that was the only way we knew how to help at the time. And then now you start realizing what's my why, why am I doing this? I'm not showing up as my authentic self. And it, like you said, there's this huge eclipse that yeah, it makes <laughs> chaos, but brings freedom and purpose at the same time. Yeah. 
So I want to dive into the ego work specifically now. Cool. Uh, for listeners, Lindsay is also focuses on cultivating a relationship and healing your ego. So can you kind of tell us for listeners and for myself, give us a good explanation of what is our ego? (laughs) I absolutely, I love that. So, you know what, I just want to go back really quickly to when I first started in my journey, I was, um, I had just started an Instagram account. I was starting it as kind of a blog And it was really funny. Well, I wasn't funny at the time, but I posted this thing, this post about how I hated the thoughts in my head. I hated my ego. I wanted to kill it. It was awful. Um, How do I get rid of it kind of question. And somebody responded to me and they said something along the lines of when we can learn to work with our ego rather than against it, that's when our entire world starts to shift. And to be honest, I looked at that and I was like, who the F is this? Like, I hate everything this person is talking about. Like, that makes absolutely no sense to me because why would I want to have a relationship with this evil, like bully inside of me, right? This inner critic that is just so mean to me. And uh, I think it's funny now when I look back on that, because that's what I say to people. And like, these are the courses that I create. And these are the things I talk about. So I don't know, I, I feel like maybe there's certain people that feel the same way about me. And they're like, what is this girl talking about? <laughs> so I love having a space like this with you where I can kind of really dig into it. So for me, when I look at ego, ego, most simply is our human self right? Ego is us in human form. It is our patterns. It is our thoughts. It is our um, personalities. It's, you know, all of these perceptions of different experiences that we've gained over the years. It carries so many of our experiences that create, you know, behavioral patterns and create thought patterns and limiting beliefs and all of this you know, cultural conditioning that we have layered on top of us and on top of us. And at this, and I think that's why so many people don't like it. And they're like, oh, ego death, let's kill it, blah, blah, blah. But to me, ego carries the most beautiful parts of us as well that are not necessarily soul. So for me, the importance of ego is that it becomes a catalyst and a vehicle for us to be able to live out our soul purpose. So if ego is our human self, it's our body, it's everything that we've chosen to be in this physical world today in this lifetime, and our soul chose to be here for a specific reason. So we need to be able to work with our ego so that we can actually live out and embody our soul's purpose. Wow. I'm like processing too. So I knew that this episode would be huge for my learning and growth also. And I think too, just hearing different definitions of ego, because when I hear ego, and I'm sure many other people think too, it's like the trip, the thing that triggers us. It's like what we need, like ego fluffing. Like I need this. I need this from all these people. Um, So it's interesting to think about it as having a relationship with our ego and our soul so that it can create that goal to launch us forward. Uh, Super interesting. I love that you're out here promoting this type of relationship with an ego too, instead of the Mm. death, ego, death, we don't need it. Um, Because I also hear things too, like our ego keeps us safe, right? So it is necessary. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious if you can explain to us what does having a relationship with your ego look like? What does it feel like? Mm. 
So the easiest way that I have kind of been able to teach people to look at their ego, to, to start building a relationship, because what you're saying about ego keeping us safe is exactly right, right? Yes, our ego is built up of so many limiting things and all of this conditioning and um, all these layers of like just, just very limited, limited capacity. Um, at this, it is at the same time what is like our vehicle, it's our catalyst. So for me, I can explain it in a way to say, if you think about your ego as a four-year-old child, right? Think about your ego as your inner child, if you want to, or just a four-year-old child in general. Your ego has based its belief system around the world based on what you learned when you were four. So if, and at four is just a number that I'm throwing out there. You mm -hmm. could say three, you could say five, whatever you want to say. But um, it has the capacity of a four-year-old. So in that way, it is looking at life from this perspective of, you know, we were taught that children are better seen, not heard. I don't know if you can relate to that one, but that was a huge one from my generation, mm -hmm. right? We're better seen, not heard. So my ego truly believes that me speaking my truth and me speaking my voice is unsafe, right? So it's going to tell me that. It's going to say things like, um, don't say that. You're going to look stupid. Don't say that. They don't care. They don't actually, your words don't matter, right? It's going to say these types of things to me and it's doing it in an effort to keep me safe. But what my ego doesn't recognize is that, you know, I'm a 34 year old woman now that has all of these different resources and all of this wisdom behind me that I am actually safe to speak my truth, which wasn't what it learned when it was four years old. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you can kind of teach it from that aspect and we can go and look at this beautiful, sweet, innocent little four-year-old that is only learning what she's learning because of, you know, the conditioning that she's received. And because at the time, maybe that was exactly what was keeping her safe. I can look at that four-year-old and go, okay, I just need to teach my ego that I am this resourceful 34 year old woman now. And that even if we make mistakes, even if sometimes I do say something, I share my voice and it becomes an unsafe situation, I'll still be okay, right? I've built up enough of a backbone now that I know that even if this happens, I'll still be okay. And I just have to teach my ego that that's okay. So I actually love now when I do hear my ego because I can go, okay, she's scared about something, which means that I am coming out of a comfort zone, right? Uh, yeah. So I'm hearing it's about awareness, right? Totally. Yes. It's yes. Giving ourselves the time, the opportunity to go inwards and begin to realize what is triggering us, why it's triggering us and what we can do to change it. Yeah. I think it's amazing too. I feel like, I've, I mean, we know this, we know this. And I think a lot of people do that. Everything stems back to childhood, childhood traumas, what made us not feel safe when we were younger. So I love that you're bringing up. What did we learn when we were four? What did we continually learn growing up that keeps us safe? And we need to realize what those are and realize it doesn't serve us anymore and how to right. form it. So I'm curious, what, what are your tips on helping to become more aware of our ego? Um, I, so one of the big practices that I work on with my 
with my um, mentorship clients is writing it down, writing down every single thing that your ego says to you, because sometimes we can't decipher, we don't know the difference. And to be honest, for a lot of people, um, our ego is taking up probably 98% of our headspace at this point. If we don't have any awareness around it, it's literally taking up all of our thoughts. So our intention here is to be able to see all of the things that go on in our head in a day, right? And be able to look at, okay, this is actually, and this is what I'm understanding as ego. And maybe once or twice, I heard my intuition. I heard my soul today. And that's okay. If you're, if you can only hear your intuition once during a day right now, and you probably didn't even listen to it, that's okay, right? So looking at this from a space of compassion and going, okay, the only reason, one of the, one of the main reasons that I am living so much in ego is because that's all I've known and that's okay. Right? So number one step would definitely be to write everything down and be able to look at it from a very, um, observational space of, uh, this is my ego. This probably isn't, this is my ego. This probably isn't because the other thing that ego, um, tends to do too, is it's like a really big umbrella term for so many different archetypes, right? So we have our inner critic, we have our saboteur, we have our victim mindset, we have the inner child, we have all of these different archetypes. So ego does take up a lot of space. So number one definitely would be to kind of be more observant with it. Number two is to understand why it's there, where it's coming from. Like, and that's the, the basic premise of starting a relationship with it is to be able to look at it and say, okay, I get you. I get why you're scared. I understand that. And, and this is why I think I go back to that four-year-old is like my four-year-old self, 100% would be worried about, you know, showing up authentically on social media. So I can understand why these fears are there. I can understand why these thoughts are going through my head every single time I'm about to post something vulnerable, <laughs> right? So um, just building that understanding of, okay, this is where it's coming from, looking at that child again. And then my third one would be to name it, name her, right? Name her or him um, and really dig into like, and, and when I say name her, like close your eyes and just let a name drop in. doesn't have to be perfect. Like mine's Sally, silly, Sally, sassy, Sally, like just Sally is what popped in for me. So I, I named her and that helps me create a relationship with her too, as opposed to me being like, Oh, my effing ego. Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, Oh, little Sally, she's poking up again. <laughs> so funny. As soon as you said name her for some reason, the name Janet popped into my mind. There you so go. <laughs> maybe I will name my ego Janet. And then I'm yeah. not sure if you have ever watched that TV show, the good place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But Janet is like the <laughs> robot. I'm like, that would be a great ego name. <laughs> yeah, you're like, mm -hmm, of course that's you. And, and you know what, even the way that it dropped in like that, like that's very clearly what it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think Janet, <laughs> Janet's probably not a name that you are like consistently familiar with. So it's just like, boom, there. And it's like, I don't know any Sally's. And it was like, Sally. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but we're working with, with Janet this. to heal. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Well, I the most simple thing is like just being able to recognize okay hi Janet right and then you kind of laugh with it you're like okay hi Janet as opposed to like ugh, getting in this like awful deep space of my ego's at it again you can be like hey Janet nice to see you I, you know what I think I kind of like naming it because it makes it 
more personable in a way where it's like, okay, real. I realize uh, as we're speaking, I've been really struggling with trusting and believing, right? Like, so I'm realizing Janet now, since she has a name, is the one popping in saying, I'm worried about money. Am I on the right path? Should I be getting another job? And is this right? And it's funny because last week I'm like driving to work and these these thoughts start popping into my mind. And now that I can name it Janet, I said, universe, I see you testing me. (laughs) I I am ready for this. I am not letting these thoughts creep in, but I was kind of looking at, looking at it as a universe testing me. Like, are you ready for the things you've been manifesting for? But I think knowing what we have talked about and like rethinking, I'm like, "Mm, that was Janet popping Mm -hmm. in. Are we safe? Are we secure? These things previously have triggered you. Right. Right. How can I heal the wounds that Janet is bringing up for us? Right. Yes, absolutely. These things have previously triggered you. So how can I go back and now look at those money blocks and heal those money blocks? Right. Our ego is always trying to point us in the direction of healing, but we take it in an entirely different way. We take it as something like just trying to bring us down all the time. Right. And one of the most beautiful things when you're sharing that story is the reason that Janet is coming in so fiercely for you right now is because you're about to take a step that's outside of her comfort zone and that is in alignment with your soul, right? So that's something I always like to share with my clients is literally if you're, if you're, you know, Martha or Sally or, or Janet is so loud, take that as a sign that you're on the right path right? Mm-hmm. You are, you're just right there, ready to make a huge change. We just have to go, okay, I see you, Janet. Let's just go. It's okay. We're, I know that you're scared, but let's do it anyways. Yep. Right? Put your seatbelt on Janet because we're yeah, in the vehicle we're to heal. <laughs> the vehicle to heal. I love it. <laughs> That's oh, gosh. I'm like having Buckle up, Janet. <laughs> yeah. Like hop in. <laughs> yeah. Like getting so many movie exactly. references. <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. I do too. I I do love that you are bringing up writing it down too and journaling, right? I feel like also looking back, it's interesting because I'm feeling like through this conversation, I'm realizing shadow work is healing our ego. Like what shadow work is. And the biggest thing that helped me in starting shadow work was journaling. (laughs) And I remember thinking at the time, uh, every time I was journaling, I'm like, this is not helping me. This is dumb. This is stupid. I need to be doing more. Mm-hmm. Like, This is doing mm-hmm. nothing for me. And fucking Janet. Yes. And then I went back and reread it and I reread it out loud and I was in tears. I was holding like my hand was just on my heart because I think rereading it was the most powerful part, right? It's because I didn't realize as I'm sitting there saying, this is stupid. This is dumb and doing it, thinking that I needed to be doing more. I was not seeing how powerful it actually was. Like the thing I was writing down when I reread it out loud, I was like, it was that me. Mm-hmm. And then it, I was crying because for the first time in my life, I was saying like out loud, I am worthy of following my dreams. I am worthy of being a Reiki practitioner, a medium mm-hmm. to help people heal in that way and to make a living off of it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, so. And look how loud she was getting right? Yeah. She's getting it's so loud. So loud. I'm covered in chills right now because the other <laughs> thing, it's like 
uh, I think it was like 16 days that I did this. I was originally going to do 30 and then I stopped at like 16 or 17 and it kept getting shorter and shorter. So it's like, at first it was like a page and a half, then it was a page, but like, it just kept getting shorter and shorter. And like, I think the last prompt was, I am holding myself back. I need to stop. Mm. And then like, that's when I had my eclipse and my life blew up, (laughs) (laughs) but it blew up and it guided me to where I am now. So I a hundred percent, I can lean into that so deeply because when I referred to it as taking up 98% of our space right now, that's why we want to acknowledge it and build a relationship with it is so that we can bring it from 98 to 94 to 92 to 87. And if you're at 87%, that extra 13%, you're leaving open for your intuition, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you can continue to build. So I love that you say it got shorter and shorter and shorter. And then at the end, it was just like, boom, because yeah. those boom moments are those soul awakenings, right? That's that intuitive drop down that just happens. And it's like, there's nothing that can stop it. It's there doesn't make any sense but you're like okay yeah it's (laughs) like the message got louder and clearer and to the point where it's like I can say only like a sentence because that's Mm -hmm. what it is you just need to stop and go for it so interesting and a question just popped into my mind for listeners because I found for myself when all of this was happening I really turtled in I pushed people away I pushed my family away for like a year I pushed my fiance away for a year I mean you saying that you lost your relationship, I got emotional because I was pushing so many people away trying to figure out my own shit. And because I was so sad while Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out, I felt like I was losing everything. And I think I almost did. And I'm so grateful now that I did get my big blow up and my clarity and like started listening to what my soul needed to do, because honestly, I'm sad. I don't even want to think about what could have happened if I didn't. Yeah. And I guess like my question is then what do you have any tips or like tools to help when people are starting this journey and they're going inwards? Because I think the main reason I was pushing so many people out, and I mean, this was my ego also looking back, but like my mindset was nobody's going to understand. I mm-hmm. need to do this myself. Mm-hmm. So do you have any tools or tips to help listeners when they're starting this journey to like not push people out, to try to still be as open as you can be and to not allow like the anger and the frustration to take over because mm. It was me thinking nobody was going to understand, but then also I feel like a lot of people in my life at the time weren't understanding. So it was easier for me to just close the door. You know what? I love that you just finished it on that because I think for so many of us, we do almost create this really tight and safe container when we're going through the beginning stages of our awakening and our healing process because we need to. We're so empathic. We're so intuitive. We, we are, most of us are sponges for other people. So for me, I know that I had to go inward. I really needed to create this container of safety around me, which only meant at the time, like my parents and my best friend and the one person that I was dating at the time. So it was very, very tight knit. Um, and I was vulnerable and allowed myself to be so raw, almost like naked in the middle of this circle, right? And just allow myself to be there. But I don't think I could have done that if I, if I had, you know, all of these different things happening and all of these different people's opinions and things that, you know, they thought I should be doing about my healing process and blah, blah, blah. Like even at some point I needed to kind of check out from my parents because it was, well, you should be doing this. You should, and I didn't want to disappoint them 
noticing that that was also conditioning. So on one hand, I do believe that we do almost need to, to go inward um, on our own, not necessarily on our own. We need our people. We need our people. We need our community. But that can be a very small, small, intimate, close container of people. Um, and then on the other side of it, I really feel like um, every, the other things that are going on around us at the time are just, they can be distractions that our ego actually likes. So mm-hmm. sometimes when it's saying, right, sometimes when, you know, Jana pops in and she's like, you're such a loser. You need to go make friends, blah, blah, blah. It's, she's trying to distract you from the actual healing that can happen for you to really embrace your authentic self and really step into your soul's purpose. Right. So sometimes I find that to be a big piece too, especially, Um, when there's people who will say like, uh, I know that I have this really big project that I want to get done. My soul's calling me towards it, blah, blah, blah. But I have so many other little things that I need to do. And the ego forces them to think on those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes that distraction where the ego goes, yes, I'm keeping her in her comfort zone. (laughs) Yeah. And that's so interesting. I just, I I keep smiling because this conversation is making me even more aware of things that have Mm -hmm. happened in my past where I'm just like, that was Janet. That was, she was holding, she was like, let's go get distracted by this blurb or drama and drag you down. So you can't focus on what actually needs to be done and healed. And I do like that you're bringing up that we almost do have to go inside of this little bubble. Mm -hmm. And I guess just maybe it's a warning, like not, I don't want to say warning, but like, it's good to know these things in advance because yeah, I think it was hard because it was lonely. I was, and I, they call it shadow work for a reason, right? It's almost right. like that sense of awareness can kind of drop in on you really heavily where it's like, mm-hmm. shit, this is, I'm messed up. Like, this is why I act the way I am. Like, how do I change this? And so it is almost like, I almost want to say a grieving process, right? Of saying hundred percent, yeah, goodbye to this old you that you have been because of things that happened when you were a child and like the safety and security that you needed then and realizing it doesn't serve you now. And then realizing that the way I've been acting is not who I am. <laughs> so it's like figuring out who, who am I? Who am and- I? Yeah. And giving yourself space to do that giving yourself space and time because we always want it to happen overnight. Well, and that is just part of our conditioning, right? That's totally, that's, that's patriarchy in a nutshell is like, what are you doing next? Go, 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 go. Right. Like what's your next step. And, and sometimes we just need to sit and integrate and let things process through us. And that's a very feminine way of healing. Um, You know, when you asked about a tip too around this, I think that something that I would offer is that although it may feel so alone and, and it probably does feel that way because there is, it literally is like you're standing naked in the middle of the road screaming and no one can hear you <laughs> and that's okay. Um, although it does feel that way, there are so many of us who have been there and who have, who have gone through this, gone through something similar. And um, two things that I would say is find your community, find people, even if it literally is just finding different people on social media, on Instagram, right? Instagram is such a beautiful space to, to meet people right now. And if you, you know, get rid of, stop following people who aren't filling you up and start following people who are and allow yourself to consume that level of energy and also find a mentor, find a coach, find someone who can support you through this because there's a lot when you're doing so, when you're doing um, like soul searching work that you can't see 
properly, especially when you're doing ego healing, when you're doing shadow work, you are very much blinded by the end result, right? You, you can't really see anything that that can be because you're so enveloped in what's happening. And it's also a really it's important to have somebody there that can help you to still sit in compassion because like you said it is hard it's very difficult work and it's very easy for us to go into that mode of like victim and i hate myself for this why am i this way like everything that we've repressed is now going to bubble to the surface and that shit can be scary <laughs> yeah well and i find too like having a mentor is I'm going to compare it to having a therapist, right? Like it's an outside, oh, yeah, totally. your spiritual therapist, because it's a person outside of your life who can kind of be there to say, this is what I hear and see is going on. Here's some tools or some journal prompts to think about to help you now. Yeah. Um, and I think finding a mentor too can also sometimes be another stress, right? Because we're craving, mm-hmm. we are like, I need somebody who knows more. I need somebody to help me. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes I think that can lead to finding mentors that aren't in alignment with you either. So also not settling for a mentor, like making sure you have this, um, like your intent, I want to say intention, but that's not the right word. Um, but like a list of what you're looking for in a mentor and then making sure like the mentor you're seeking out fits that description. And I do think mentors are so powerful. I, I had one luckily, and I would not be half as far along as I am without her so Mm -hmm. I love that you say bring up find a mentor super Mm -hmm. important and absolutely and one thing that I say when it comes to mentors is find a mentor who has a mentor Mm -hmm. (laughs) right find a mentor who is currently working with another mentor because we are never complete experts in everything right and if you can find someone who I love that you bring up writing a list and making sure that that matches Also for me, it's leaning into the feeling that you get. If you get a feeling going on someone's face and it's got that little bit of like, oh, I don't really know. Something feels a little bit off here. Don't let your ego get involved to say, no, you're probably just overreacting, blah, blah, blah. Because that's when you'll start to book mentors who are not in alignment because your ego is trying to keep you comfortable and safe, right? But if you get that feeling of like, boom, I need to do this. This is it right here, right now. Like that's, those are the people that I love working with the people that I'm like, Hey, how did you find out about me? Or what are you interested in learning? They're like, I don't know. I just saw you and I needed to be in your energy. Right. And like that, that's the kind of mentor that you need to find is the people who will um, inspire something in you that you might not even know what it is. Yeah. Right? You're just so your soul is like reaching out to them saying it's this person I'm craving. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then right following that intuition and that gut feeling that person. And I have another question that popped up. too. Yeah. Uh, is it okay to I don't want to say like, but like, that's what it is like outgrow your mentor, right? Because it's like yeah. a, all relationships we have until they're like, we're both being served. Right. So is it okay? 100%. Yeah. Right. So it, I guess for listeners, I want to give them that. Okay. That you can be working with a mentor for anywhere from a year to five years and then feel like, I don't think I'm getting anything out of this anymore and move on to finding another mentor. Does that mean you have to cut everything off with that old mentor? No, I think it's just important too to realize like that balance in life of all things. Like Mm -hmm. are we both receiving and serving each other the way that we need to be? I 
love that you just said that. And you did that with your hands, like that <laughs> reciprocity, right? That balance in relationship is so huge. And to be honest, coming from, um, coming from the space of a spiritual mentor, I hope that my students and my clients outgrow me. I hope that they do because that shows me that they are starting to really hone into their authentic selves, their intuitive abilities, right? They're everything. <laughs> like I, I want them to, and, and this is something I really teach on in any kind of business mentorship program that I do is if you, if there is any piece of your ego that is trying to force you to create codependency in your relationships with clients, that needs to be healed immediately because the whole aspect of you need to do this mm -hmm. is so old and just it like irks me like I wish we weren't on a podcast and people could see the face that I was doing <laughs> right now like it irks me when I hear coaches say I want you to or you need to I'm like oh like it's not about that that is that is not what you're being hired for that is not what kind of energy we want to bring into this space with our feminine awakening is like we're here to inspire other people to hone into their own intuitive abilities and their own authentic selves and most of all their own authority yeah right? and that feeling of empowerment right it's yes. not about the shoulds yes. and the needs it's Ugh, you wake up today what me. makes you feel empowered do that right that's stepping into that energy <laughs> yes yes and I'm like hey if if we're not in alignment anymore come and talk to me about it. And I'm like, I will cheer you on for saying that we're not in alignment anymore, right? Like right. there's nothing about me that's going to take that personally. I'm going to be so freaking excited for you that you are taking the next step in your journey and that you had, you know, the voice to be able to come and say that, right? That's huge. And that is so, huge because everybody in this work I'm finding too are people pleasers. So, so good at that. Yeah, so good at it. So being able to have the <laughs> voice to say, Hey, I'm not really sure we're in alignment anymore, <laughs> but being able to say it, whether it's strong, whether it's quiet, but being able to recognize it and say it is huge. And it's something we need to celebrate. Yes, absolutely. And honor too, at the same time that just because you're outgrowing them, doesn't make them a bad mentor. It exactly. probably makes them the best mentor. <laughs> because they held the space for you to grow and learn and you did that. And now it's time yeah. to go find the space to learn and grow even more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I have loved this every single second of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to have you talk about your monthly subscription and I might be calling it the wrong thing, but Daring Mavens, can you kind of tell us yeah. what Daring Mavens is and what you gain from this monthly subscription and kind of group? Yeah. So Daring Mavens is one piece of the work that I do. And it is kind of like a, well, it's an online membership community where people come and uh, they either sign up for one month or they sign up to the actual subscription so that they can continue. But it involves um, a Facebook group with a community of over 40 women we have now, and they're all in different spaces of their awakening. This is a very close, intimate group who love each other so much and love the people who join so much like it's a beautiful community for those people who are looking like you said who are feeling alone in their journey and are looking for people who can understand them 
this is the kind of community that we've created here where we not only um, is it supported by myself, a spiritual mentor, and two of my really good friends who are also mentors, um, Emmalyn and Sarah. And we also bring in tons of guest speakers. So every single month you are introduced to all of these different teachers and, and gurus and, you know, people with all of this wisdom in the spiritual world so that you can lean into what feels good for you. Because again, there's nothing about this space where it's like, no, you will listen to me and you will follow what I say. It is literally like, there's so much in every single month and it's, we're, we're giving you all of this. We're challenging you to feel into discernment and what looks good and what feels good for you. If you don't like the topic this month, um, then there will be something that you love as part of that topic, right? Because we always include so many different elements and it's, yeah, it's a ton of fun. And then you also get, um, so you get three live events, at least three live events every month. And then you also get access to all of the previous replays and recordings for any guest speakers, um, an entire resource of uh, an entire portal of resources. So it's a lot of stuff, but it's really there to, to help inspire people's awakenings for sure. Learn and grow. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. Uh, thank you for kind of sharing about us. And then mm -hmm. I have, before I have you plug yourself, if you could leave listeners with one healing tip for their awakening journey, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> Um, I think one of the biggest things that I speak to most often is to not so much lean into what you think feels good, but lean into what actually feels good. So recognizing that our mind can analyze everything and our mind is built up of so many experiences and our ego, right? If we can lean into our soul and our spirit and feel into as opposed to think about then that is going to be um, completely life-changing. So really what I would suggest is taking a moment each day or 10 moments each day and saying, what do I want right now? What do I feel like right now? What do I need right now? And actually giving yourself that, <laughs> which can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. So there's your challenge. <laughs> challenge for sure, because there's not one difficult part. There's two, right? Giving <laughs> yourself the time to sit down and actually ask yourself, what do I want? And then doing it and then doing it that follow through. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. I, that is a great tip. I think I needed that too. <laughs> so thank you so, so much, Lindsay. This has been amazing. I have learned so much about my ego slash Janet, this <laughs> episode, and I know listeners will too. So thank you so much. And mm. I would love for you to go ahead and plug wherever listeners can find you on social media. Sure. Absolutely. And thank you so much for holding this space for me and for um, just having this conversation with me, because I feel like this is such a huge thing. And I love, I love everything that you're bringing and I love all of this. So it's so good. Thank you um, so much. I, <laughs> Um, yeah, so anybody who is looking to find me, you can find me at Lindsay May Mentorship um, on Instagram, on Facebook, and my website is actually lindsaymaymentorship.ca as well. Awesome. And I will also put all of those in the show notes for listeners Perfect. too. Thank you, Lindsay. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for tuning in to listen to this episode. 
I know that I learned so much from Lindsay and talking about our ego and how to facilitate a relationship with our ego instead of the typical narrative that's out there of we need to have an ego death. I think it's a huge part of our healing when we can embrace the shadowy parts of ourselves or the things that trigger us. So it was really fun to have her on to discuss these things. I also wanted to hop on here at the end to pull us a card, and I am using the Spirit Animal Oracle by Colette Baron-Reed. The card I pulled is Groundhog Spirit. The message is time to let go. Endings lead to beginnings, and death is a part of life. So Groundhog Spirit is here to let you know that it is time to accept the natural ending of something that is no longer serving you. We love to hold on to what is familiar but the new needs space to arrive so growth can occur. When Groundhog Spirit appears, it is a sign there is something in your present situation that you need to let go of so that something new can be born, something that will far better serve you now. When the Groundhog sees his shadow, he retreats to his den. So too might you yearn for a little more time to say goodbye and transition into the new. However, change is coming and it is good, so let go of your resistance. Spring brings many blessings, and what must die will always be reborn in a new form that will be right for you. Life requires change and detachment. Say farewell to whatever once served you, and get ready for something amazing to take its place. Spirit is already sending it your way. Wow. So time to let go. I think that's a very interesting card after everything we talked about. And I love that pulling these cards, it seems to always reaffirm what the episode is about to be about or what we just talked about. Really sounds like it's time for a lot of us to identify the parts of our ego that is holding us back and working on saying goodbye to those parts that no longer serve us so that we can really step into things that better serve us now. Very cool. Well, as always, thank you all for listening so much. You can find me on Instagram at Alexis East Healing. My website is Alexis East Intuitive Healing. You can book online Reiki appointments, online medium readings, and online intuitive tarot card readings on my website or through the link in my Instagram. I do ask if you enjoy the podcast to please share it and leave reviews where you can. It helps me out in the podcast world and just to get the word out there to help more people learn and grow. Thank you so much for listening and let the growth flow. Until next week. Bye, guys.